From Washington, I'm David Schultz, and this is Talking Tax. Marita Scarata is the new acting director of New Jersey's Division of Taxation, and she's what you might call the ultimate internal hire. Scarata has been at the division for 40 years, and as you'll hear, she's held a variety of positions there during her very long tenure. She's also only the fourth woman to sit atop the division in the Garden State's history, and Scarata has seen a sea change in the way women are treated both at her organization and in the tax profession as a whole. Bloomberg Tax and Accounting's Danielle Moyo-Dunn rang up Scarata to learn about how her long career has led her to be the top tax official in her state, and Scarata started off the conversation by talking about how that career began before she was even eligible to vote. I started with the Division of Taxation back when I was a teenager. I was 16 years old. And my mother and dad, of course, required that all of the kids, I'm the oldest of three, um, have summer jobs. And um, and in fact, we all started working a little younger, but we were able to get our working papers. Each of us at 16 started working for the Division of Taxation because my father worked here. He was an auditor. So when I started working here, I was placed in the local property tax administration area, which was kind of fun. It was, I was, um, yeah, here I am as a young teenager working with a lot of older women, certainly a lot of men. And it, it was my first real office experience. Um, you know, and I, I came in like a cocky teenager, like anybody would and, and quickly learned, uh, you know, where I really deserved to be in the pecking order. In the very beginning, one of the things I was asked to do right from the get go was asked to clean up some files. I didn't know what the heck that meant. So I, you know, took the files out of the filing drawer and threw them in the trash can. And I remember the secretary, Ellen, after realizing what I did, she says, no, you were supposed to just kind of go through them and sort them out. Well, I didn't know that. You said clean them out. And I just took that as, you know, uh, literally. <laughs> so, you know, of course, that's what, that's a good lesson in, in kind of asking questions, figuring out what you're supposed to do um, and knowing when to, you know, chuck it all or just kind of filter through. In 91, I became an investigator with the Division of Taxation. I did a lot of different things. I worked um, in the field for a little bit. I worked closely as an assistant to one of the chiefs in field investigations. Um, I became a supervisor in the delinquency unit and the, uh, the deferred payment control unit, which was where we take uh, installment plans. I mean, there was There's just so many different little areas of compliance that people just don't think about. And I was exposed to what a behemoth this place is. All these multiple parts all seem to work together. And I found that very interesting because, you know, understanding the network and the arteries and the veins and the bones and the, and the, the sinew and the muscle of this entire organization, I think is um, is, is a gift that I've, I've been granted. I really have found that to be so interesting. There are some people that kind of tend to be siloed off. And, the, and one of the things I found to be most advantageous in my career is that I have, I get like a morbid curiosity. I will ask about anything to anyone and stick my nose in a lot of different places. You've seen it all. You've you've been there for 40 years. I'm curious, you know, we, we ran into each other at the Northeastern States Tax Officials Association in Delaware this summer. And, and one of the big topics and what has remained a big topic has been staffing shortages and how difficult it can be for state agencies to retain staff, uh, especially with auditors. You know, you come at this from a unique perspective as someone who's been in the division for so long. 
how how has it changed? How have have staffing challenges grown? Have it has it always been an issue? And and how is New Jersey reacting to that in terms of you know trying to keep on talented auditors for the long term? Like so many private firms as well as public organizations, yes, we, the Division of Taxation is facing a challenge in um, finding eligible persons with uh, accounting backgrounds who want to come in and work with the state of New Jersey. But it's extraordinary when you look at New Jersey's Division of Taxation. I am not by any means um, a unicorn in that I that I've been here as long as I have. There are a lot of people who uh, have found a home within the family at taxation. And, and some people may say, why would you call it a family? But many of us um, have been here for you know, 20, 30, 40 years. There, there are people who, who like I grew up here uh, from a young age, found something that fed their souls and fed their families and stayed. Additionally, as a woman working here at the Division of Taxation, I have seen some incredible changes. In fact, over this past weekend, I was talking to a good friend of mine who worked here at the Division in the in the 90s, and we were discussing some of the unfortunate encounters um, and things that we were subjected to as women. Um, traditionally, I think, because accountancy as a practice uh, and possibly investigations as a career in the 70s and 80s was very male-centric. And the women at the Division of Taxation, although there were professional women who did work in these areas, by and large, most of the women that worked in the division were in the secretarial administrative fields. Of course, as time went on and more and more women were barreling into the workplace, uh, particularly uh, those of us who came of age in the 70s and 80s and really were starting to make our mark in the professional field. We were up against a lot of the um, old boys club and a lot of the uh, kind of the ugliness that came along with it. Uh, uh, there are some ugly stories, you know, something as I, I don't want to refer to it as innocent, but you, you there were um, unwanted kissing, patting on the backside, remarks about how a person looked or other things that were really unwelcome. But at that time, responding to those uh, and being in that climate where a joke about a woman or a wife or uh, weak mindedness or, you know, having to do with the female sex, oh, it was it was repulsive. But, we, you know, you kind of clawed through it. You know, the funny thing about the Me Too movement, which didn't come early enough, you know, for, for many of us, has remarkably changed things I, all over the place. I, I know there are still pockets where people are treated poorly. I, you know, we get that and we're trying to, you know, hammer that out. But by and large, the way that the women um, in at the Division of Taxation are find themselves and the men that we deal with now are so incredibly it's just so different. I honestly can only imagine um, what that must have been like. I mean, as a young professional woman, I, you know, occasionally, of course, like anyone, experience sexism. But I, I definitely know for a fact that things have only improved with time and awareness. And I, I can only imagine being a young professional woman, especially in a you know, in something like tax, where there's sort of these attitudes about women and math and accounting, how 
difficult that must have been back in the 80s and the 90s. So it's good that, you know, for all of the staffing challenges that may remain in accounting that um, so much has also changed at the same time. Yes, there has been a remarkable shift. When I started here, women who were in leadership positions um, who were assertive were uh, deemed aggressive and it was not uh, uncommon to be referred to as bitchy. I remember there was one person, um, this was probably in the late 90s, I was speaking to him, he was a chief of an area, and I was talking to him about, you know, possibly moving from investigations into another area of the division. And he said to me something that continues to resonate, and I'm going to make this a little bit more family friendly. Mm. He said, um, you have a reputation of being a real pain in the neck at the division. You ask for things and you speak for them very plainly, he says, but I really want that in my shop and I would welcome you being here. Um, And that affirmation really made a difference for me and my career here. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, you you have real perspective. You've known you've been here for decades now. So I, you know, I want to talk a little bit about what what are your big goals and priorities for the next year? And and on top of that, what do you see as the biggest challenges you still face going forward? So some of the stuff that, you know, is part of my vision for taxation, Uh, integrity, accountability, and transparency are are really like the big three flash words for me. And, uh, And the reason for that is I think without transparency, the public still thinks what we do is behind a curtain. What I personally would like to see over the next couple of years is I have um, an ambition to work on the modernization of the property tax relief programs Mm. um, to make them much more accessible to the people who deserve them and are eligible for enrollment in them. We uh, intend to continue hiring. Um, We are looking at uh, different ways of hiring for the last Really, for the last 20 years, we have had to hire into all of our professional positions people who have already in their hand a bachelor's of arts or a bachelor's of science in order to become an investigator or be hired as a uh, as an auditor. We are working with civil service to see, and I and I understand that the governor's office is also uh, highly invested in this, to open up the opportunities to to move into professional positions with, at, at least in the investigator and taxpayer services uh, roles, not necessarily having that bachelor's in their hands, but perhaps working towards it. Another big thing with the division, of course, is education. Getting out there, speaking to people um, in person or even virtually through webinars, is really, really important. Taking advantage of the technology that we have, I think is is a great way for us to provide uh, instruction on tax law or to demystify some of the stuff that happens here um, to make it, again, with that transparency, much more uh, apparent to people how they can comply in a way that will cause them the least amount of aggravation down the road. That was Marita Scarada, the new acting director of the New Jersey Division of Taxation, speaking with Bloomberg Tax and Accounting's Danielle Moyo-Dunn. And that's it for today's podcast. You can find up-to-the-minute news and the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. The website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax was produced by myself, David Schultz. Naomi Jagoda is our editor from Washington. I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. 
In a global tax landscape that changes by the day, it's what you don't know that can leave you exposed. At Bloomberg Tax, we provide market-leading intelligence and practical applications to help tax professionals work smarter, faster, and more accurately. Our solutions provide the insights you need for game-changing outcomes. To revolutionize your performance in real time, the difference is Bloomberg Tax. Learn more at pro.bloombergtax.com.